This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 412 with Katie Kremitzos. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 412. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Katie Kremitzos is a shameless mom, a wife, an adventurer, a podcaster, and a seeker. She's committed to brightening the light of women around the world through the Women's Meditation Network, guided meditations, and resources that are specifically created with the special journey of women in mind. Katie walked away from a business she built from the ground up at the peak of its success because she had an inkling she was meant to do something different. She leaned into self-trust hard. I've watched her navigate this journey. It's been amazing. And this is the reason I asked her to come back on the show. It's also the reason that I asked her to speak at Shameless MomCon, where she's going to be our closing keynote speaker. Katie is going to make you laugh and inspire your pants off today and at Shameless MomCon. So listen in to hear Katie share why she decided to shut down her business after her first six-figure year, how her mom allowed her to build massive self-trust, how she approaches tough life-altering decisions, how to use meditation to be a better listener to yourself, and how to know when you're moving in the right direction and when you're not. This is a fun conversation. Katie and I have, I mean, I don't want to brag, but we have really good synergy. So you're going to love this conversation. It's going to be high energy. It's going to be fast paced. It's going to be really awesome. I know you're going to learn something. I know you're going to laugh a bit. So with all that said, let's dive in with Katie Kremitzos. Katie Kremitzos, welcome back to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so excited to have you here. Sarah, what's up? I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh, this is going to be so fun. So I have to start with Katie is one of our keynote speakers at Shameless MomCon, which is coming right up. So I cannot wait to have you here in Seattle. That's going to be a ton of fun. I love it. I love that city. It's such a beautiful city. I used to live up there. I don't know if I told you that. Yes. And I used to have family in the area, right? Yeah, I have family in that area. And I was up there for it was like a summer during college. I was up there, but I loved it. I just got to explore the whole city. It's so such a beautiful place to visit. Yeah. 
It's fun. Okay. I have to tell people how I invited you to speak because this is how we get things done. So I had this moment where I was like, why haven't I thought about asking Katie to come talk at Shameless MomCon? And then I had a whole bunch of thoughts as we do around, well, Katie and her husband run like massive scale events for entrepreneurs and business people. And like, who would I be to ask her to come speak at my little event? Like, who do I think I am? And I started getting a little freaked out thinking like, this is a silly idea. And then I was like, I'm just going to send her a Marco Polo. So for those of you who know about Marco Polo, it's a video messaging app. So I just popped on without letting myself overthink it. And I was like, hey, quick question for you. Would you be interested in coming from Florida to Seattle (laughs) in the same month, by the way, in the same month that you're doing your big event with your husband that you guys do every year? Would you want to come up and speak? And I will tell you, I got done with that message. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, (laughs) this is a really big ask. And then you message me back and you're like, oh my gosh, I was actually just thinking about your event a couple of weeks ago and wondering like, hmm, I wonder if that would be a good fit for me. Yeah, seriously, this is such a good lesson. And just like, if you get like the hit, you know, if you get like this, I need to do this, like just go do it because you never know. Because I literally, and what I had Marco polled you back was, I was like two weeks before, like I got the hit. I was like, I should ask Sarah about her event. Like, it sounds really cool. I would love to be a presenter. I'd love to connect with all the moms. And literally like you, Marco polled me like two weeks later, so And we create so many stories in our head. And this has happened with every time I ask people for favors, I always have these huge stories around like how they do bigger things in the world and they don't have time for me. And that's such BS. (laughs) And so we have to get over ourselves and really not let that energy in. Because when I ask people for favors and I ask people to come support me in different ways, I'm always blown away by how excited they are. Like women want to support other women and women love to feel needed and helpful. Yeah. (laughs) And brilliant. When I'm like, you're brilliant. I want you to come speak at my event. And you're like, oh, I'm brilliant. Well, by all means, I'll be right there. (laughs) (laughs) Why, yes. Stroke my ego. I will come up to Seattle. No, but it's not even that. It's just like a validation that you are seen in the world for who you are and are continuing to aspire to be. Like when I feel like, I am very, very blessed with a ton of women around me, amazing women like yourself who constantly reflect that back to me in a variety of ways. And I feel like that is a part of it. So when you get that, like, just like you told the story, I think in your Instagram stories the other day about how we originally met, it's like, I got to get that hit of like, I got to meet that woman. I got to know her. And it's you let those stories come in and block you from doing what it is your intuition is telling you to do. Like, we wouldn't be here. Right. You know, we wouldn't have this amazing friendship. Right. Totally. Yeah. You lose out on so many opportunities when you get in your own way. Okay. So I want to talk about, you recently went through this major professional transition and I went through one. We both went through this transition of having businesses, loving our businesses, growing businesses, just like we've grown babies. And then having a moment, I don't know for you, if it was a moment for me, it was more of a phase than a moment, but having this phase of like, I don't know if this is in alignment anymore. I don't know if this does something feels off. I think I might want to make a change. So can you talk about that transition for you? What prompted it kind of where you had been and where you ended up wanting to go and how all that transpired? Yeah, absolutely. So mine was a moment that started a phase, let's just say that. So since 2014, I had been running and running the podcast and business called Biz Women Rock. And it was a podcast and business that supported women entrepreneurs, very hard driving, passionate, you know, heart centered entrepreneurs who wanted to build businesses that they loved. And so I did that mainly the business model really was through one on one coaching, masterminds, live events, retreats, a lot of online education. And so for many, many years, I did that. And I was pretty consistently in the juice of moving that agenda forward. I loved it. I had a Facebook group about 5200 women from all over the world. I mean, I just had so many amazing women who were under this banner and a part of this amazing community. And I just loved it. And so my, you know, it was just, I was sort of in the seasonal hustle, if you call it, like, I don't love the term hustle, but like, I was really loving the work I was doing. I was constantly trying to create new programs. And at the end of the snapshot in time is the beginning of, so January, 2018, I had just finished my first like six figure year, which is a really big deal. And yeah, and it was a giant mindset 
kind of ceiling breaking for me. And so I had created this really amazing and very real plan to triple business for 2018. At the time, the other snapshot in my life was I had a two and a half year old daughter and I was in a really good cadence of like managing babies and business. Like I was like, yeah, I got all the things down. I was in super amazing shape. Like I was feeding all the buckets. Life felt so good. Had this great plan. Fast forward to April of 2018. Everything's totally hidden. Like, you know, the plan is coming to fruition. Like I had masterminds that I was starting to fill. I had a higher level mastermind. Anyway, all the things were like on fire and like really working. And then we found out we were pregnant with baby number two. <laughs> and in a moment, it literally changed everything. And I was super happy. We were trying. I just didn't, you know, I'm a little bit of a control freak. And I was like, yeah, we're not going to get pregnant for a while. And we got pregnant right away. We're going to try to get pregnant, but it's not going to happen for six months. Thank you. I'd like to put in my order now. And <laughs> yeah, so we got pregnant right away. I think the moment my mind was like, sure, let's have a baby. I got pregnant right then. And so it changed everything because all of a sudden, you know, I was scheduled to have a baby by December of 2018. And I was like, oh, shit, that kind of blows a little bit of a cannon into the middle of my whole year plan. <laughs> and on top of that, I didn't feel good. I had a really low energy pregnancy for number two. Like I had a really rough first trimester. I didn't have any energy, which was very different than my first. And so and you cannot fake like you can't show up and coach people and be a leader. Not that you can't be a leader, but like to the high energy and compassionate level that you lead. You can't fake that. God. So if it's not there, if you're like, I feel like I might barf, you can't also be like getting super fired up. Yeah. And on top of that, like I had no motivation. I was like, Meh, I don't care. I don't show up today. Huh? <laughs> I mean, not. I would always, it's not shirking my responsibilities to my clients back then, but it was like, oh, I should, you know, oh, I'm supposed to do a Facebook live today to talk about this thing. Like now it's like, no, I don't care. Like I just didn't care. So what that started was me actually kind of being jostled into looking at my current life and saying, okay, what am I doing? And it, is this path that I'm on that I felt so good about a week ago, is it still the right thing? Knowing what I now know, like knowing that my life is going to change, knowing how I feel now, like what do I want to do between now and when she comes? What do I want to do when I have a newborn and a toddler? Like what do I want my life to be like? And it was a massive season of reflection. It, it was very dark, I got to admit. Like I was very emotional, very up and down and gray. And I would go on walks with my husband every single day. And I would just spout off whatever I was feeling. He was so wonderful. He's such a good listener. One day I'd just be like, I'm done. I'm not doing anything anymore. I'm dropping all my clients. I'm not showing up at all. I'm going into hibernation. I'm done. And then the next day I would show up and be, you know, my beautiful motivated self. I'd be like, okay, I could totally do it. And this is how I'm going to do it. Da, 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 da. Oh my gosh. And everything in between. And so finally, I mean, after weeks of me mulling through all of that stuff. I knew enough to know that I didn't need to make a decision in that juice. Like I couldn't, I knew that was not the time to make a decision. That was the time to like, let it all sit. And I gotta be honest with you. I know every one of you listening, I know has gone through, you know, I'm going to call it a dark season when things are just off. And it seems like time slows down. Oh my gosh, totally. And then you look back on it and you're like, oh, that was just like a minute. But when you're in it, you're like, this is a lifetime. <laughs> oh my God. So it ended up being about six or seven weeks. And in the space of an online business, that's a long time to not really be super active. I had known enough to know, like I pressed pause on everything during that time. I didn't move forward with all those applications for the mastermind. I didn't move forward with the live event that I was going to do in June. Like I did, I was like, let me just pause and wait, mm -hmm. which was really hard to do. And so I would imagine scary. Oh, like there's money on the line. There's your reputation on the line. People's opinions of your choices on the line. I mean, all of those things, like what are people going to think of? me. All of a sudden, I'm not visible when I know now I can look back now and know that my mindset back then as a business owner was one of scarcity, even though I wouldn't have admitted it at that time. Mm -hmm. Like I need to be out online. Otherwise, everyone else is going to get the visibility except for me, you know, right. And so this episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show, is 
around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listener can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. I felt like, oh my God, I'm dead out here in, in online business land. And, but I just allowed those thoughts to come and then let them pass. And financially, yes, like I was a giant contributor to our financial household. And so all of a sudden I was like, okay, like I need to make sure I'm like continuing to bring in the bacon. How am I going to do this if I'm pausing everything? So anyway, I was in all of that. And so during the six or seven weeks, I was just vomiting all of that stuff, basically, like just marinating in it. Like, what am I going to do? By the way, that was probably not a good visual at all with those words. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking because you were, I mean, also being pregnant, I was like, of course you were vomit, like physically or like literally and figuratively vomiting. (laughs) Not a good choice of words by me. So I was just sitting in all of that, knowing that I didn't, I couldn't make a choice. In all of that, one of these walks, you know, towards the latter part of this time period, My husband looks at me and I've sort of like done, you know, talking for the day on our walk. And he looks at me, he's like, well, what about that meditation idea? And I looked at him, I was like, what about it? So the meditation idea happened in January of 2018. So just a few months prior to this moment. And I had, you know, come back from retreat. I just had this, you know, 2018 amazing triple business plan. And one of the ideas that I had come up with is, was a podcast that was all about meditation for women. And I, of course, did nothing with it because it was kind of an outlier in all of the business plan. But it was such a cool idea. My husband was like, oh, my God, my husband lives in the podcast space. And so he knew it was like a massive, massive, smart thing just because of positioning and timing and, you know, what was popular and all that stuff. And so, so of course, I did nothing with it. Now, fast forward, we're on this walk. And he says, what about that meditation idea? That started a conversation of 
possibility. Like, what is this thing? This might seem like, why are you thinking about that when you're still trying to figure out this other thing? It kind of allowed a, a break for me to stress and worry about everything biz women rock related. And it allowed me like a new space to start dreaming and a new space to like think of what could be. And what ended up happening was the Women's Meditation Network podcast got birthed out of that conversation. And the reason that it's so meaningful is because it did two things for me, the whole concept, the whole business, the whole brand, the whole mission allowed me to do two things. It allowed me to build a business that I wanted to really have that would be a little bit more aligned with having two very young kids. It was a lot more of a passive business model. It was not me showing up for one-on-one clients. It was, you know, products I could create once could be sold as long as I was doing all the marketing Basically, I could do work when I could, and I didn't need to show up at a certain time to do a Facebook Live to do X, Y, and Z. So that was one big thing logistically. But the other more purposeful thing was that I had always, you know, Biz Women Rock was really born out of a desire to impact women and to really help women see themselves for the beautiful, amazing light beings that they are. And I just happened to have done that through business and entrepreneurship for all those years. I have done it in many forms in, you know, prior lives, but I got very clearly, I was like, oh, this is just the next evolution of that. This is the next evolution. So even though you know, somebody from the outside would be like, what are you doing going from business and entrepreneurship to meditation? Like that doesn't feel like a straight line at all. I got it. I was like, oh yeah, this is just the next thing and brand that will allow me to continue doing my life's work, which is bringing light and wisdom and beauty to the women who already have it. And I just am there to remind them of it. Right. And that's such a great example. This is something we've been talking a lot about in my membership community recently around self-trust, around taking time and space to listen to yourself and listen to your gut and your instincts and put those things together. Because I think we often bulldoze our gut and our instincts, especially as moms, because we have to live in reactive spaces a lot. And when we bulldoze our gut and our feelings, we can't see what the direction, we can't see the vision and we can't make the connections. And so like you said, for you, that seemed like an obvious clear path to the next step. Whereas to an outsider, they might be like, where's the line between the two? And similar with my transition as well, going from a gym owner to having a podcast for moms. But when you go inside and you look at like, where am I right now? What matters most? What are my biggest gifts that I want to share with the world? We see our own path really, really clearly, but you do have to take the time and the space to look for that. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why I do this podcast is because you know, through the tool of meditation. So, you know, like I'm not here to, you know, teach you the ABCs of meditation. You can learn that. Absolutely. But I'm here to help you use the tool of meditation as a way to hear that inner voice and to connect with your inner soul so that you can just practice hearing her more. She can get louder and louder and louder. And I feel like I've had a lot of practice doing that. So when I hear that voice, when I get that little, Ooh, I need to do this. Like I'm very aware of it. I'm like, Oh yeah, I know. Okay. Go do that. I've learned to pay attention because I've had many, many instances. I mean, deliberately bulldozing it and seeing the negative consequences from it, but it all is in the backdrop of unabashedly living the life that is for me and knowing that I am constantly creating that in any given moment. And that's kind of scary because that requires you not living a scripted life or a life scripted for you, I should say. Mm. Talk more about that. So, you know, like I'm sure most people, not every single person, but most people can identify with a script, you know, grow up, graduate junior high school, go to college or trade school, graduate, get a good job, get married, have babies or in any, you know, particular order you want to have that in, make a lot of money, save for retirement, work a lot of hours, really hard, make a lot of money, buy a bigger house buy a lot of things, have more babies, you know, get to the end, you know, look forward to retirement, retire, go travel the world. I've known at an early age that that was not the script that I wanted to live, that that was, and there's nothing wrong with that script, by the way, but I'm a believer, like, I think, you know, like, I just don't really like this. Like, this doesn't really fit. I spent, it probably took me like three or four years to be in corporate America before I was like, yeah, I don't think this is for me. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes a ton of self introspection and courage to make decisions that are heart led and to be really the leader of your own creation of life. And I mean, there's so many different parts of this, but the core of it really is having an uncompromising desire to 
be the author of your own life. Totally. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And I absolutely agree. So can you talk about how you approach tough decisions? I'm sure like this decision here about deciding to walk away after your first six figure year to be like, I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Talk about how you approach tough decisions and you can use that example or any others. I'll start with the foundation of this. I have had a lot of practice. I can still remember being 18 years old. It was my first semester in college at Arizona State. I had a full ride academic scholarship that would have lasted me for however long I wanted to be at ASU and could maintain a certain GPA. Like literally like everything paid for at this amazing college. Wow. And like a month in, I was like, I still want to play softball. I was a big athlete in high school. I still want to play softball. So I, you know, tried to walk onto ASU's team, didn't make it. And I was like, well, I still really want to play. So I ended up walking on to the local community colleges team only to discover that in order for me to be eligible to play there, I needed to be a full-time student. And in order for me to be eligible to keep this scholarship at ASU, I needed to be a full-time student. So I was like, there's no way I can do 24 hours of classes and to be a student athlete. So at 18 years old, I remember calling my mom going, mom, I really want to play softball. But in order to do that, I need to give up my life, like basically like free college. Oh my gosh. And my mom, amazing, amazing woman, such a powerful matriarch in my life said, do what you believe is best, Katie. Like you basically make the decision. Everything will be just fine. So at 18 years old, I made this massive decision to basically drop what was probably about equivalent to like 50 or $60,000. I dropped down. I let go of that scholarship after my first semester and played softball. And so I guess the overriding theme is that like, I've just had a lot of practice and when, and I promise you like probably 80 to 90% of the time, the decision that I made that was so hard ended up leading me to somewhere else that required a new decision that just got me to a new point in life that allowed me to kind of meander in a different way that was always better and better and better. But the point is, is that like, I wasn't like, oh, I wanted to go be a professional softball player. Like, let me go play. Like that didn't happen. And so you would think I would look back on myself and be like, I made the wrong decision two years ago because I don't want to play anymore. I should have kept that. No, because now I was in a new place that allowed me to make new decisions and have new experiences and just always being resourceful for what's in front of us. So the overall you know, answer to your question is I listen and I really try, this sounds so cliche, but I really try to follow my heart for what is it I truly want because I had a mother who did not make those decisions for me. Like she forced me to learn how to follow my joy, if you will. Oh my gosh. Which is really interesting that she, like, I would imagine that was maybe hard for her at times. Oh, yeah. And as a control freak myself, I imagine that will be hard for me yeah. to, with my child. But what a gift, because then you have the opportunity to create self-trust. Exactly. And believe me, I have fallen on my butt a gazillion times. I am 41 years old. I have fallen on my butt more times than I can count for making the quote unquote wrong decision. But it just always leads me to somewhere new in my life where I'm ready to make a new decision. So part of this equation is actually me going to sort of like the worst case scenario, like, okay, worst case scenario, like, you know, I let go of Biz Women Rock, which is to complete that story is what I ended up doing. I completely transitioned from Biz Women Rock to having both Biz Women Rock and Women's Meditation Network. And then just of December of 2019, completely said goodbye to Biz Women Rock. And so and doing Women's Meditation Network and momming full time. So what allows me to make that decision, one of the components that I'm thinking of is like, what's the worst case scenario? Okay, so if the worst case scenario is like, boom, everyone thinks I'm crazy. I don't make another dime. This whole idea that I've totally put all of my eggs into falters and falls flat on its butt. Like what's the worst that can happen? And when I really face the fear and sit with it, I realize it's actually not that bad. Like, okay, like even worst case scenario, okay, no money, lose the house, whatever. Like even if I'll go there, like drain our accounts, rack up credit cards, it's literally like, okay, I could live off of the credit cards for however many years, (laughs) you know, whatever that is. I could live with my parents. Like I have what matters most and no one can take that away from me. I have people who love me unconditionally. I have my family. I have ideas and a desire to create an impact. Like you can't take that stuff away from me. And that's the stuff that matters. Yeah. And I love, I mean, I think that people when, you know, when you're like, oh, I could live on credit cards and move back with my parents if I had to. And I think there's people who would say, oh, but I couldn't do that. And the truth is like, 
but you could. And what if you just had that as like, well, if I have to do this, I have to do this. And for a season of life, like not forever, but to have this peace of mind around like that option is always there. And not that everyone has those specific options, but we all have certain things where, you know, in most phases of our life, we'd think like, well, that wouldn't be my first choice. But if I really had to do that, it would be just fine. And once we have that, then our ability to make decisions based on what we really want and heart-centered decisions become so much greater because we don't have to constantly be in the scarcity mindset of like, but what if I do it and everything falls apart? Because then you're like, wait, but I have a plan for if everything falls apart. And knowing like, I don't want to live my life out of fear. You know, like I have a really low tolerance for unhappiness. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah. My last, you know, phase of corporate, I remember working my day job. I had just started my own business and it was my first kind of, you know, training wheels of entrepreneurship. And I was loving it. I wasn't making money, but I was loving it. And I was like, okay, I'm so miserable in my job right now. I don't want to be here. If I show up to work, I'm going to ask myself this question every day. If I were going to die next month, is this where I would want to spend my time? And if I say no for two weeks straight, I'm quitting. And I said no for two weeks straight and I quit because I'm like, I get like, I only have a certain amount of time in this particular life. Like it's why am I wasting it doing something that I do not love? Like, I get that there are challenging things and seasons and things that we have to put on our shoulders sometimes. But like, uh, uh-uh. when I have the choice, I will choose. And I always have the choice. I will choose what brings me joy. Talk a little bit about meditation and how that's helped you during challenging seasons of your life. Oh, so much. Are you someone who's always used meditation? Or is this something you had to lean like learn to lean into? 18 years old is when I learned it. So I was taking a yoga class in college. So and it was like the last five minutes of the, you know, Shavasana position at the end. And she did a like a guided meditation. I was like, oh, yeah, no, I don't care about this yoga thing. I'm on that. That was awesome. (laughs) And slowly over time, I just would seek out different ways to meditate. And those were the days, you know, prior to that was 97, 98. That's the days prior to, you know, having amazing access to so many apps and meditations at your fingertips. So I was like seeking out like meditation classes at our local Buddhist center. I was participating in, you know, I randomly met a friend who invited me to like a group meditation that her friend runs once a week. I ended up doing that for like a year or two. So it's been woven into your life for quite a while. Yeah, but I want to make sure that I'm very honest with the fact that like I am not the 5 a.m. meditator every single day. (laughs) It's not me. I don't even meditate every single day. I'm what I consider a grab and go gal. Like I am very much aware when I need quiet. So sometimes it might just be like right before we got on this, this interview, I was like, okay, two minutes, I was like, just sit and breathe. Like that to me is like me meditating. That's not my formal, you know, burning my candle and sitting on the meditation pill. It just doesn't need to look like that. But I'm very aware of throughout the day, if I just need to go take a walk in nature, if I need to just sit and breathe, if I need to journal and then breathe and close my eyes and think about everything I just you know, was writing, or if I actually need to do a guided meditation, like, so it's not like, I call it the structured Susie. I'm not a structured Susie. There are many people who are, and there's so many benefits of that, but that's not me. But yes, I have absolutely woven it into my life for everything. And I, for me, I use it as a way to listen, to just practice just quieting my mind, which never happens, by the way, people think in order for you to really be a real meditator, you have to just have no thoughts and just have a beautiful, blank, quiet mind. And that is just not the case. Like our minds are always moving. Our thoughts are always going. It's a matter of recognizing those thoughts and starting to take notice that they're separate from you. So if you have a thought called, oh, why would Katie ever say yes to this? And And like all those things, like if you can stop and take a breath and recognize that those are stories, let me visually set those stories aside and come back to center. What do I really feel? Like if you can use meditation as a tool to separate the stories that are not helpful for you and the thoughts that are not helpful for you and the ones that and allow yourself to invite in more that are, it becomes really powerful, really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you said you're not a structured Susie. Yeah. And first of all, I just think that's hilarious that you <laughs> call it that. But also, I think this with meditation, with yoga, with journaling, with a lot of self-care practices, I think people get really caught up in like doing it the right way and being good at it and having like all the right conditions. And I more and more I'm hearing people talk about using 
meditative practices in kind of non-traditional ways. So like going for a walk or while you're driving or, you know, sitting at your desk in between two calls or whatever versus like, hold on, I got to go to like my altar in my special room with my gong, with my candle, with all the things for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's so, so important and so powerful because then if you can take all those stipulations away, then you can get to the actual purpose of it, which you said, like quieting your mind, listening to yourself, you know, creating space, all that stuff. And that's what you need. You don't need the perfect candle and the perfect incense and the perfect mat to sit on. No, I equate it very much to working out and being physically active. Like, you know, if you've ever had a season where you're not and you're like starting to get back into it, probably one of the biggest like guarantees of failure is for you to say, okay, on how appropriate we're talking in the beginning of the year right. to say on January 1st, these 10 things is exactly the script I need to follow every single day. Because guess what? That ain't going to last more than four days, probably. So the best thing that you could do is start to just make it as easy as possible and let it be a part of how you already do things so that you can slowly build that habit and just get into the habit of it. So if you need the structure, great. Like for example, I have a seven day meditation challenge. It's a really great way to like, just start toying with the structure of it. Like, Hey, I'm going to have this in my life every day for seven days, but it doesn't need to be perfect. It gives you some structure if you need it, but it's like, you can get the benefits without it looking like all those beautiful Instagram pictures. Right. Yeah. And I'm imagining like the seven day practice could maybe be 14 days. Or yeah. <laughs> like it could take longer. Like and even using that as an example, I know I've done workout programs where it's like supposed to be six weeks and I'm like, hmm, it took me like three months to do it, but whatever. Like I still did it. <laughs> yes, exactly. This episode is supported by Nutrafol. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? If you're among them, you are not alone. Thinning hair is normal, but it's not openly talked about, so it can feel lonely and frustrating and sometimes even embarrassing when you're going through it yourself. Join the over 1 million people who are doing something about their thinning hair with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Oh my gosh, I am a heavy shedder, so if you are a heavy shedder or if you are someone who's wanting to thicken your hair, I definitely want you to try out Nutrafol. I have loved using it myself and I know multiple other people who've used it and have found great results. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. To get started, you can take their hair quiz on Nutrafol.com, which will give you a personalized health plan based on your special root causes. Nutrafol is committed to helping you identify root causes of any shedding or hair loss so that you can really start to rebuild healthy hair in a way that is customized to you. So take the first steps to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code SHAMELESS. Find out why 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Go to Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code SHAMELESS. Nutrafol.com, code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. Any movement forward 
is good movement, like any of it, like you're constantly learning. Yeah. The progress is what counts. It's not to what degree you made progress or on what timeline you made the progress. Yeah. Yeah. How do you know when you're moving in the right direction and toward the right things in life? Oh, that's such a good question. Do you feel it? Of course. I feel like you're someone who would feel it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I would pro- my 20 year old self would probably give you a different answer than my 41 year old self. But, you know, at this point, I absolutely just feel it. Like when I really got solid about what the Women's Meditation Network was a year and a half ago, I was like, I can't even explain this. I was like, I have zero fear around what if I mean, of course, the stories ended up coming up, but like in the purest of moments, I was like, I know this is going to be I know this is it. Like, I just know there's no like massive fear of dragging my heart down and like weighing me down and stopping me like, no, like I just know. So then it's a matter of like, just be in flow, surrender to it, go attract what you want. So I just it's sort of when you know, like you're in love, like you just know, like you're not check marking the boxes like, okay, you know, she or he has this. It's like you just know that's the same way I feel about make, you know, kind of the aftermath of the decisions. Like, yeah, you just know when I make a decision that isn't good. I know like, no, that doesn't feel good at all. Like I need to move away from that. So, yeah. And I think we also can tell if we're not moving in the right direction or we're not making the right decisions. I think there's a sense of our perspective on the future, I think is really different. Yeah. Around like, I think there's a sense of dread or fear or, you know, anxiety, and that doesn't feel good. So even if we're going into the unknown, but we have a strong sense of like, what way we're moving into the unknown, I think that can feel more in alignment than and back to your point about like doing things on living a life more structured and planned. If we are following someone else's prescription, but with dread. <laughs> so I'll give the example of like both of my parents worked in the same jobs for like their entire careers. Mm-hmm. And I thought about going back to school to become a teacher at one point. And I was like, oh my gosh, for like 40 years, that's what I would do every single day. And I was like, I can't. And I had this conversation with many people in my mid twenties as I was trying to figure out this career transition I wanted to make and going back to school. But I was like, there's nothing I will commit to for 40 years. It's I just will not do it because that immediately made me feel trapped and full of dread. And so I ended up deciding to go back to school to get a two-year degree and become a personal trainer, which felt super weird after already having a four-year degree. But I also thought, even if this doesn't work out, it feels really good. Like I'm scared. Yes. I'm uncertain. Yes. But this feels good. And it's like moving in a direction that feels like no matter what happens with this, I'm going to feel glad that I made this decision. Yeah. Follow what feels good. That's like the mantra, you know, follow what feels good. I feel like that's not always true, but I think that we women tend to disregard that feeling and not give it validation because logic should be ruling. Yeah. And, you know, what are the logistical, you know, things that are right? Like, what are the pros and cons? I have absolutely lived there. Don't get me wrong. But again, I had a mother who was like, do what feels best. Do what you know to be right for you. And so it's a muscle. And I feel like if you continue to practice that, then you realize how ridiculously wise you are like really wise. You are wiser than anyone in this world about who you are. Like no one knows Sarah the way that Sarah knows Sarah. No one. So why would you think that anyone but Sarah could make decisions that are best for you? You know, so you're so wise. It's just a matter of connecting and being one with her so that you can hear how she's trying to lead you. And I love the idea of practice and like building the muscle of self-trust and making decisions that feel good because I, especially for like type A control freak, perfectionistic kind of person like myself, that muscle felt very uncomfortable early in my life. Very, very uncomfortable to the point that I didn't try a lot of things growing up because I was like, I don't know, I might not do that perfectly. So let's just not do it at all. Yeah. And then when I started practicing things, I was like, oh, there's such a big world I've been missing out on. And then that became, and so now when people ask me about like, you know, building new businesses or trying new, learning to ski last year, and I'm like, oh, it feels so good. I mean, it's terrifying. I always go into it thinking like, why am I doing this? This is the wrong thing. This is so dumb. Like the day of, I'm so filled with dread. And then like when it's done, I'm like, that was amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I mean this year before Shameless MomCon, even last year, the like leading up to Shameless MomCon, I was terrified. But then like two weeks before, I was like, this is gonna be awesome. The week of, I was like, who do I think I am? How do I make this be over as fast as possible? I was so nervous. And then the minute it started, I was like, oh, 
oh, this is exactly what I was meant to do my entire life. Yes, like everything so led me flow. to this room with these women. And that's like the only way you know is by trying. And it doesn't have to be on the scale of like putting on a conference for moms, but you need to be, you know, trying things, practicing that muscle over the course of your life because as you, the muscle gets stronger every time. It's something as simple as like, when you know, you hear that voice that's like, oh, I need a night out with the girls. Or I need some alone time. I need to go on a walk. Like when you hear that, when you're like, those are, that's your inner voice telling you like, this is what I need right now. Go do it. I need a break. Like this whole week has been my four-year-old with the flu immediately after we got off the plane from our three-week vacation that I didn't get a vacation from. So it was like, (laughs) you know, the baby's been home too with us. And so I was fine. I was like trying to practice being in the moment, being peaceful, like enjoying the moment. Everything was good until Tuesday night. And I was incredibly sleep deprived. My husband was, you know, working away out of town. And so I was like, I was getting really nasty to my four year old. And I was like, okay, I hear the voice in my head, put her to bed and get yourself to sleep. I was like, no, I want to do some work. And look, I have all this alone time now when she's asleep. And I was like, no, go to sleep. Like it's that listen to her because she's guiding you. And guess what? I woke up the next day, totally refreshed. Like, I don't think there's anything a good night's sleep can't really cure. (laughs) Right. It's that. It's like all those little tiny things of like, what do I need right now? What do I need right now? Like, keep asking yourself and keep listening to what comes up and actually take action on that. Last couple questions. So why is meditation especially powerful for moms? Oh, my God, because we've already given kind of some great examples. (laughs) I mean, we have to do so much internal and logistical movement in order for us to not be responsible for somebody in any given moment. Like we're just, that's not like we have a kid, we are responsible for them 24 hours a day. So even if they're not physically with us, like we're responsible for them. So like there's so much invisible work that goes into being a mother and managing a household, managing work and business. I mean, all the things, the in-laws, I mean, literally everything. And it's not just about mommying. It's about everything that comes along with that. So meditation is so important for us because it allows us to continue to put ourselves first. And if we do not put ourselves first, if we do not take care of ourselves, then we are completely depleted for everyone else and find ourselves yelling at our four-year-old on Tuesday night (laughs) because who has the flu? Poor thing. Like, you know, so it's like it's that reality of like you cannot run a car without any gas in it. So you have to constantly put gas in it. And meditation for me has always been the way to just listen and know and be still and be quiet and just get really, really immediately clear on who am I and what do I need right now? And that will lead me through the rest of everything else. Yes, 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 yes. How are you currently showing up as a shameless mom? Oh, very unabashedly and very sort of as like a flag bearer for the fact that I'm a 41 year old mom of a one year old and a four year old. Like, I can't tell you how many kind of side eyes I get (laughs) when I only talk about my age. I know it's a small little thing to be proud of, but I'm super proud that I am 41 years old and quote unquote, an old mom, (laughs) geriatric mother. I hate that. That's a real term. And I deliberately, shamelessly sought out midwives who would not treat me or speak to me like a geriatric mom. Like I deliberately have sought out a lifestyle that wouldn't fit me in that script. So it sounds like a small thing, but it's kind of a big thing. It's a big thing. It's totally a big thing. Yeah. I'm super proud of my age. I'm super, as my mom, again, amazing mother was always like, she was always so excited to get the next stage. She was always so excited to be, you know, 55. I'm then so excited to be 61. I'm so excited. She's 70 now. Like she's ridiculously, she's got 10 times more energy than I will ever have. Like she's just a spitfire. And so I have always been super proud to grow older and to be wiser and to have more experience under my belt and to be more connected and deeply rooted and being a mom of two very young kids like that makes me feel so proud and like yeah mm -hmm, I'm shamelessly like spouting this in front of you this is my little baby (laughs) yep like we may not be done with kids who knows yeah who knows oh I love it oh my gosh so exciting okay so this has been amazing I so appreciate your time tell people I'm going to do a shameless plug here for the women's meditation network it's so phenomenal. The meditations, I like a guided meditation because it helps me calm my mind and focus my mind. So Katie's meditations are so awesome and they're all themed. And so you can scroll through wherever you're at on a given day and be like, oh, that's the one I need today. 
So tell us where to find you, where to find your meditation podcast and all the good things. So you can search in whatever podcast player you're currently listening to this show on. Just search, you know, Women's Meditation Network. Go ahead and subscribe. But you can go to womensmeditationnetwork.com. The podcast is only one of the resources there. So there's a lot of other really great resources. Like I said, like there's a, you know, five simple ways to, to, you know, start your meditation practice. There's a seven day meditation challenge. There's a sleep bundle. There's a lot of really great free bundled kind of meditations to be able to listen to. So go there. And yeah, like you said, like I very deliberately name them all like, you know, mommy needs a timeout is probably one of my favorites. <laughs> you know, letting go of anger, shielding yourself from toxic people like, you know, living in the present moment, like all of those things that are like, yes, that's how I want to feel or yes, this is what I need to work through right now. I love it. Oh, so good. And people can also find you at Shameless Mom Con 2020 on March 26th, 27th, the 28th in Seattle. So we will have all of those resources linked up in the show notes over at shamelessmom.com. Katie, thank you. Thank you for being here. I adore you. And I'm so excited to see you in a couple months. Sarah, I am so excited to give you a big old hug. Thank you so much for bringing me on. Oh, yeah. If you loved this conversation, if you loved Katie, if you want to meet Katie in person, come join Katie and me at Shameless MomCon 2020. So Katie's going to be our closing keynote speaker. She's phenomenal on a stage, just like she was in this conversation today. And I don't want you to miss out. Shameless MomCon is going to be full of amazing speakers and so much energy. And you just got a tiny glimpse of it here in this conversation. So if anything in this conversation left you wanting more, more of Katie, more of the synergy that Katie and I had, you're going to get that with all of our guest speakers at Shameless MomCon, with all the other shameless moms in the room. It's going to be a lot of magic. It's going to be a lot of power, a lot of momentum, and a lot of magic, all in the space of just a few days at Shameless MomCon 2020 in Seattle, March 26th to March 28th. So go get your tickets. We have just a small handful of tickets left. Tickets have sold really, really well, really fast. And we're probably going to sell out before the ticket deadline is up. So go to shamelessmomcon.com to grab your ticket today. That's shamelessmomcon.com. There's also a link in the show notes for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.